All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I'm one half of the Dynamic Duo. I is your boy Dwight at 5172214. Joined again as I am every week with the brains of the operation, young S, I'm sorry, Dr. SJ, PhD, at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how are you feeling today? It is another beautiful Friday in Texas. It's 84 degrees after it was cold earlier this week. How you feeling up in up in New York City? Um, I mean it's feeling okay. It's a little um cold over here too. The past couple of days been kind of cold, but I'm holding off on all the coats and that shit. It's, it's not time for that yet. But um, all in all, I'm doing all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we've had what three nights worth of games so yep. far. Um. I wasn't, you know, I'm going keep it tall with you. It was too many games going on Wednesday night for me to really like catch everything. Um, but what had, what did you see in the games you watched that really, really caught your eye that you think is something that isn't a one game overreaction or shit, even if it is overreaction, what, what has caught your eye so far? Well, I'm the queen of overreacting to one game. Um, as I am mean, I as am I listen it was great to overreact I was calling people washed off first possessions it was great um that's what the sport is about but um I mean one thing that um I mean opening night you know it was you know Celtics Philly and Celtics showed kind of showed why they're like the team to beat in the east right now um, especially coming off that finals run um, and then, you know, Lakers Warriors, that was to be expected um, because you see the gap between those two teams. Um, and what I want to bring up first is Paolo Bancaro. That guy is a beast. And this could be, you know, one game overreaction, but I, I think he has the goods. I've been seeing, I've been watching him for a while. I thought he was the best player in his draft, you know, even when they were doing the whole Jabari number one pick thing. Mm. I. I got it because Jabari was probably my number two in the draft. I had Chet three, um, but I just I was was a Paolo um girl. I thought he you know grown man body at nineteen years old and really knows how to play. And we saw that first game. I think he put up a stat line that only LeBron and Grant Hill put up <laughs> like in his like in NBA history. So I think that's something that's not supposed to be taken lightly because. Why didn't other people do it if it was, you know, such a nonsense stat? So I think he's going to be really dynamic, especially in that um front court, that magic front court, man, like with Franz and um, Wendell Carter Jr. It looked good. It looked good in the preseason and it looked good in the first game. Um, I know I think it was Franz. He didn't have like a spectacular game, but still you can see um the vision there, at least with that front court. So I'm excited for them. Um, the Pistons looked okay, um, too. They played each other, and they looked fine. They got they picked up the win off a of fucking beef stew. Uh, <laughs> corner three. Hey, he's been working on that. I thought he it was I thought it was total bullshit when people was, you know, that's been a big thing in the Pistons chatter coming into the season, and shit, he, he, he gamed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't just a fluke in preseason and um summer league. He's actually been working on it, and you saw it. 
Um, you know, Jaden Ivey, he had another strong, a lot of the rookies had strong debuts. Jaden Ivey had a strong debut. Um, Jalen Duran had a strong, um, debut himself. Um, I, I like what they got going over there. Like, a lot of the young squads look good. And then you have, um, not an, yeah, kind of an old squad, not kind of, definitely old squad in Philly. I mean, it's two games and they've played two really good teams. So it's, that is cause for, you know, not an overreaction. However, um, they I thought they were going to be the top of the East. Now I'm seeing how they could not be because, I mean, MB did this last year where he started really slow and then turned it up. So I don't expect him to be like this shit um, for basically the entire season. But, you know, you already see the cracks there. You know, Matisse, Thibault, what are they about to do with him? And you think about his contract situation. I feel for him a little bit. You would never want to get benched in a contract year. <laughs> And it's not even bench like a Christian Wood type benching, where it's like, oh, you're coming off the bench, you're still playing a lot of minutes, you're gonna probably close. Like, no, he's not playing. He's he played twenty seconds in game in the first game, and I think he played twenty seconds again in the second game. They put him in for like defensive um, attention at the end of the game. Yeah, that's his role right now, and it's looking you know spoofy. Given like again, he d- he didn't register here. minutes according to Basketball Reference. He has stats, yeah. but he has like zero and zero across the board. It's kind of crazy. Exactly, and I would be a little upset. I'm not gonna lie. I would be a little like if I'm on um like his end. I mean, granted, you have to prove yourself. Um, and he's playing behind. I mean, but like you think about who he's playing behind. It's not like they're saying prove yourself. You're playing behind like a fucking Jason Tatum or you know even some good bench wing. Melson is not who his um who the guy he's fighting with is. It's fucking Daniel House. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like Daniel House and, and those guys. I'm like, yeah, if you can't beat out those guys for minutes, it's spooky. And you're an all-defensive guy, and you can't get minutes. That's actually kind of crazy when you think about it. So um, his situation is, you know, a little iffy. But then you look at the other end, and um, a guy like Cam Reddish, who he took his first opportunity and ran with it. Um, granted, Nixon win that game, but he was hitting clutch shots. He was finishing around the basket. He looked good. Um, but this is the story with Cam. He does this once every like twenty games, and then like disappears again. So like, um, we will have to see if this consistency, like, if he can keep this consistency with these games. So um, yeah, I'm hey, just excited. I, I got a real quick question: Is Cam Reddish on your list? Um, not not no. I don't hate him or anything. I just think he stinks a bit. Where's the uh? Where's the list right now? The list. Okay, what is like weird because he was like a guy that used to be on it, and I don't know where he stands now because he's on my team. Jeremy yeah. Grant, Paul George, and Embiid. That's the list. And Brad. Oh, Brad, Brad, I was about Brad to say, what about yeah, Brad? I was about to say Brad Beal. Brad Beal. Yeah, <laughs> he's there too. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I've been feeling like I guess altruistic. I only got one person on my list. What was weird is I don't think he's going to stay on there too much longer because he's doing the stuff that I wanted him to do now. And that's, uh, well, actually, no, he got two. It's funny. The two people on my list play on the same team. It's D'Lo and Rudy Gobert. And I might move Rudy off the list. Uh, Maybe I've been talking to bitch too much, but like that opening night, and I, I guess I'll use that to transition to my observation. Yeah, man, I said they'd be good. I thought they'd be good, and I think they're going to be good. That shit's going to work. 
it's, it's still not going to be totally smooth or seamless, and it wasn't on opening night, but yeah, man, I, I, I like them. I, I think they're going to be a, a really good regular season team. Um, yeah, I they, they basically validated what I thought would happen, if that would make sense, and I didn't see them trying to feature him like that. Like, that was surprising to me. Like, oh, we really just going to feed Rudy Gobert at the rim? And he did it. He scored his points. What do you have? 23 and 16, some shit like that. Yeah, 23, um, 23 and 16. Yeah, and like Cat didn't even do shit, and they still won. Um, so that was kind of surprising. But, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to him. I still don't like D'Lo. And I think I might eventually move uh, um, Rudy off the list if he keep showing up that way. Maybe, I don't know. He got to do it in the playoffs before I totally remove him off of it. Um, other observations I made, it's weird. Always, There's always like a role player or a young player that I get irrationally attached to because I happen to be watching their summer league game. And like Tari Eason is, is that guy for me this year. Like he played, what, 15 minutes and went like six for eight. Well, no, three for four in 15 minutes and like had eight points and I want to say five, six rebounds in like 15 minutes. And uh, it won some bum team, you know, and that dude is good. It bothers me that he's not a Dallas Maverick. I know we realistically didn't have access to him with our draft slot, but he would just work here. He he does so many things that we need and they have so many players. He only played 15 minutes, but as soon as he touched the court, he was productive right away. Um. And finally, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, 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 Jalen Brunson is good at basketball. I was trying to piss on a grave when they was down by what? Was, they get down 15, 19, whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was like 19. I was trying, I was ready to piss on a grave. They was breaking shots. Uh, RJ kept breaking shots, but. Jalen did what Jalen did. He made a couple, he made a handful of jumpers in a row, made some winning plays. And RJ, for them to be a winning team, RJ, I don't know what happened. He was he was wet in the uh in the preseason and he couldn't it was like he wasn't even missing three. He was missing threes and missing layups in that game. But they they look like a competent basketball team towards the end. And I I, I can't have that happen. Like, I need them to be mid still. And I ain't gonna hold you. I made a tweet pissing on their grave and I had to delete it. Hey, like, it it, it hurt my feelings. You know, I still like Jalen. He's still my guy, but I, I, I'm i not gonna lie. When they was getting packed up, I felt joy. I don't know why. The hater in me just overtook the rational love I have for Jalen Brunson. And I'm just like, because I still, the Knicks fans were weird about the KP trade. So they can't take our guy and have success that that's i think my issue like i still like Jalen, but i don't want Knicks fans to be happy at all i just i just can't have it so if he plays well and they they keep losing that that will make me happy it, it will um welcome to the dark side it is just what and I, I didn't think i would be it but i was so happy watching them lose like it just made it brought me joy and i'm like damn i can't believe i'm doing this but I feel what I feel. I'm, I fold it to to the dark side. I'm sorry. I still want my boy to cook, though. I do. I just need them to lose. A perfect world for me is RJ to keep putting up breaks. Julius Randle keep putting up breaks. 
and Jalen Brunson to play well. And uh, they stink. Everybody get fired. And they got to trade it because, dog, Isaiah Harden st- on that game because that was the one game I watched start from finish outside of the Mavs and outside of the uh, Boston and Philly game. And man, Isaiah Hardenstein's a good player. It, I, I think, was that our the number one guy we wanted in the offseason? Well, I know it was yeah, mine. Yeah, he was. But, yeah, he was my number one too. Yeah, and then we yeah, got Christ yep. Yeah, that realistic guy we might be able to get. He only made, he only make like eight million dollars a year. It ain't that much money. Like dead ass. No, it's man. not that. If we had the full MLE, we could have talked. Um, like the Knicks had, but yeah, we only had the taxpayer, and that was that's the most we could have offered at the time. Yeah, and that's something where it's like. I'm not trying to argue about it right now, but like Maxi Kleba making eleven million dollars, and I'm like, we sure that's like I've seen that deal referred to as great. And I'm like, Isaiah Hartenstein was out there on the street like recently. Like that's not a something signed two or three years ago. No, he's just a free agent, a backup, solid backup big. And I don't know, he there's still some upside to where he could start. Little, he he had a little bit too much dip on his chip with one of them threes at the end of the game, but he got some stretch to him that might be able to be unlocked. And I don't know. I just, they, they have a lot of pieces we need that don't really fit together well on their team. And I don't know. I'm, I, we, we root for the next downfall over here in this house. Um, Period. Yeah. Real talk. Um, who else look good that really, really caught your eye? before we um, why 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 we hate <laughs> um i mean i listen the pelicans oh yeah the oh pelicans yeah look pretty good and here's the, yeah. thing, the nets are like yeah the nets are missing some guys but the nets are still a good team like to, yeah. to handle them the way they handle them it's like okay you have my attention now to me i wanted to see it and obviously like i said it's game one um they could fall apart you know things can happen to them fine but they have my attention. I could I could say that they do. They do. They looked really really good. Um, their top three guys all scored twenty with like ease. Zion had like twenty five. I think Ingram had twenty seven. CJ had twenty one. That's like right around what you expect from those three guys. So um, yeah, they look good. They look good. Can't lie. Yeah, I I've been saying that, that ain't gonna work because they don't play defense and whatever whatever. I didn't think the offense would look like that, but like Zion is such such a force. Uh, yeah, I might be eating my words on that because uh, I didn't ha- I didn't have them. Where do we have them? I think I had them in the plan. I think I had them in the AC. I but... think I had them uh, eight two. Yeah, seven yeah. seventh or eight, but yeah, yeah. If that holds up, they're gonna be a problem because they. And the thing is, there's still some uh, versatility that they can unlock to really, really take it to another level. And that actually makes me nervous because, like, let's say you go Zion, Larry Nance, B.I., C.J., Her, say you throw that out there. It's like, shit, I know C.J. and Zion ain't sure they can play defense, but what if Zion start figuring out defense? And it's like, oh, fuck. What, what, like, what do you do with that? I don't know, man. They're they, they going to be a problem. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's for my little overreaction theater from opening night so far ready to get into the maths uh, i guess we have no choice <laughs> all right so uh i'll go first on this one so opening night our mavericks lost by uh two points 
boy, uh, what is it, 105 to 107. Boy, I wouldn't do it. That game, I, I'm going to be honest, the way it started and the way it finished probably was like the worst case scenario for me because we blew them Me more. too, me too. I I would have preferred literally I would have preferred if they just blew us out. Yeah. Um rather than we're blowing them out, lose a lead, and they win on a fucking Damian Lee bullshit shot. Yes, worst case scenario. Worst. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just bad because it was a fumble and like man, really, really I know in the moment we were emotional about it, but I was like I watched it again. And I was like, dog, do you realize who was on the court when they came back happened? Like it was bums. It was bums. It was not good basketball players. And fucking uh the dude God. The dude with the broken left hand jumper and freaking Damian Lee was was, was... Yeah, it was campaign, campaign and, No, not uh not campaign. Is it El- talking about Kogi? No, no, no. Uh no, you're right. It's campaign. I'm tripping. It's campaign, yeah. Campaign, yeah, yeah. campaign. campaign yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, bro. I get campaign and Alfred Payton mixed up for some strange reason. I don't know why I always want to call campaign Alfred Payton. Anyway, yeah, like it was them two dudes. I'm just like, hey man, this this can't be a thing. Why is this happening? And kid got cute with the rotations. Um, in my opinion. I I don't know why Christian Wood didn't play that many minutes. I get it. Um, I know a lot of people assumed he would play 30 minutes a night, and I do feel he kind of – the coaching staff, I mean, I, I watched the interview. I, I mentioned it in the group chat before the season started. Hey, man, I heard Jared Daly say he's going to play – he's going to give us a good 25 minutes. And that just – that stood out in my brain because I'm like, damn, why – that's a very specific number of minutes for Christian Wood to play. And that's probably less than we as a fan base anticipated. And he played 24 minutes and like, it, it, it scares me because like, why was that the plan with him? And I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, he's not good defensively and he wasn't, he wasn't good defensively in that game. Let, let's, let's just keep it real. Uh, he missed some rotations. Damian Lee three was because he 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 let him shake loose. But then again, you're like shit, it's Damian Lee. He make that shit. We deserve to lose. But that you still got to get in his way. I don't know if Damian Lee could have beat you off the dribble anyway. Christian would. Um. So that like kind of concerned me. But I don't know. I'm now that we're a couple days removed. I'm not gonna overreact too much. I still think we got a chance to be a decent team. I still think, like, I still have us as the fifth seed, sixth seed in that area. But I saw enough to where I could lie to myself that we could be a lot better than that. Or, you know, there's enough. I still think everything with this team is still up in the air, good and bad. I think there's a good team somewhere on our roster. We just gonna, it's going to take a minute for us to unlock it. Um, one thing I will say that I don't think is an overreaction, I don't think JaVale McGee is that good. Dead ass. Um, I, I get it. it we we got to come up with some type of phrase for people who irrationally hate Dwight Powell. But I don't think JaVale McGee should play over Dwight Powell against every single, every single team. I do think we needed a JaVale McGee type center on the roster, and I'm happy there's one on the roster. 
But there's some teams and some matchups I truly believe uh, Dwight Powell would be a better matchup for. And I think the Suns might have been one of them because, dog, JaVale against the mid against Booker and even CP in mid-range where they can just walk into mid-range jump shots or get into the lane. And it, it, it's just a recipe for disaster. That's, that's their shit. That's what they want to do. And people are trying to tell me, like, well – the goal was to run them off the three-point line. Okay, man, I hear you, but we played them boys, what, 10 times between the regular season and playoffs last year? They never scored as many points in the paint as they did in this game. They scored 56 points in the paint. Hell, I I got to look it up, but I don't. I think if we go back to last year, I don't know how many times the Mavs gave up that many points in the paint to any team. So we gassed up having real bigs uh <laughs> well we didn't other people gassed up having real bigs and now we'll be able to protect the paint and things of that nature and it's like yeah i don't really really think that's a thing and i i will say i'm gonna watch the game real closely saturday because he's playing a more traditional big Stephen Adams big ass so if he can I do know that historically has been a bad matchup for Dwight Powell so that's a game where I expect JaVale McGee to earn his money but I don't think JaVale McGee I, like the three bigs that we have are centers or I guess four if you want to throw Christian Wood in the mix I think a different one of them should start depending on the matchup that's just my two cents what do you think so, yeah, I mean, y'all know I've been saying that when people have been, you know, lamenting that he's such a big upgrade over Powell, better than Powell, all this. And I'm like, taper your expectations because he might be a marginal upgrade, but no, um, in terms of huge upgrade, no. And I said, I'd rather watch Powell because at the end of the day, Powell's been on a team for a while. You know what we're getting from Powell. The only thing I saw that JaVale brought last night that was a little bit interesting were a little offensive rebounds. And it wasn't even like it was overwhelming enough where it's like, no, you still have to play JaVale. Like it was a couple, but it wasn't overwhelming enough where it's like, okay, this is some huge difference. And you're looking at the coverages. You said Powell might've been a better matchup. And I agree because he was in such a deep drop at certain points. It was like, he didn't even get a hand up you know, and contest, like, people's um, mid-range jumpers, like you were saying, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, like, I saw, um, I forgot who it was, I think it was Booker, he just, like, Booker was able to just shoot a jumper with no hand in his face, because JaVale um, didn't step up, or even put a hand up, I'm like, dude, your wingspan is crazy, put a hand up at least, yeah. like, if you're gonna be in a deep drop, put your hand up, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I didn't expect JaVale to play a ton of minutes anyway, and like you said, you know, Christian Wood's defense, it wasn't perfect. Um, and that's why, you know, they're hesitant to play him um, because they're trying to, you know, build their defensive schemes and all that. But, I mean, even with all that, um, I, I'm i not overreacting to this. Even in the moment, like, it sucked because, again, it's a Damian Lee fucking game winner. Like, if it was Booker, I would have been like, okay, you know, all yeah. right. <laughs> but not Damian. <laughs> damn it, Damian Lee. But, um... Anyway, um, I just, I understand there's, we were winning. I saw a lot of things that we liked um, or that I liked from the team that we were doing. Um, so I'm not tripping too much. I liked how the offense flowed um, in the beginning. 
um we were playing decent defense um and we were just flowing and you know christian would and even losing the first lead i wasn't tripping like the third quarter was disgusting but i wasn't tripping because i felt like they were going to come back out fighting after we got up the second time we shouldn't have lost that lead that was where it was like pretty much inexcusable mm. um to lose a lead, lead like that and the way we lost it i mean first of all kudos to the sun for actually having the balls to bench chris paul um down the stretch because if he were playing we probably would have won um i don't doubt that um given how luca was hunting him on a switch and we were getting good looks off it every time and he was just not good offensively like we kind of had like dorian really had him in a straight jacket high key so um i just think um they just played a smart game like if you look at um people i i got what kid was trying to do with maxi as the lone big because obviously Maxie's our best defender and we need a defense. A lot of people thought we lost the game on offense. And while I do agree to a certain degree, I think our defense got exploited. Like mm-hmm. we ran the same Spain um, pick and roll action over and over again, putting, you know, Luca in the action. And we kept, you know, they kept scoring. They literally kept scoring off that same action. Um, They pulled the, I, I felt like Monty, I call that Jason kid trick. He didn't, um, invent this by any means but um what they were doing the suns they were pulling you know maxi given that maxi was the best defender they were getting to switch on maxi and pulling him out at the point of attack and then basically forcing the help defenders to get stops and the help defenders are fucking spencer and <laughs> they're luca you know what i mean it was like you know tim at one point like those are help defenders and so we couldn't be eight and it was like every time booker um, the, or defend or best defenders in Dorian and Max they were having to chase Booker off a screen, and then it was just a dump off pass to Aiton, and we have like I said, it's Spencer or like Luca down there trying to you know defend Aiton from scoring because Maxie's like pulled out. So it's like um, it was it was it was smart by the, the you know Suns great game plan by them. Um, I just think poor defense by us defending the actions, and then our offense got cold. You know, Luca was horrible. In yeah, the he was. Especially in the third, the fourth quarter, like, yes, he had a couple clutch, you know, free throws, buckets at the end, um, you know, of the game. And then, you know, he missed the game in the shot, but he was horrible, nowhere to spin in the second half. And he needs to cut that out, um, this starting. And I think it still has to do with conditioning anyway. Yes, he's in shape, but if you're so hot in the first half and you continuously fall off a cliff in the second half, to me, that screams conditioning issues. You know, it's like Embiid. Um so he needs to really get that underway because the second half is when you know especially if teams are trying to make pushes because at at 20 that's why i'm not pressed about the first lead we lost because a 20 point lead in the first half is nothing no not at all that's nothing in an nba game in this this nba it's that's nothing that's why i was mad about the second lead because hey we're in the fourth quarter you got up i think they got up like 14 again that you should hang on to but first half 20 point lead nah that's like that's nothing so that's why i wasn't tripping off that but i just think um there was a lot to like like last year at this time we lost our opener again and it looked horrible like that wasn't basketball that i wanted to watch and we looked bad for like the first 10 or so games like it was like really bad and then it slowly got better but the first, the first four, I remember clearly, it was super, it was so bad. Like we were winning, and that's the worst part. We were winning too. I think we started out three and one, if I'm not mistaken. 
and then nine and four. So we were okay, but mm-hmm. the basketball was terrible. Oh, it was so bad. Was, it was so bad. To it watch. was awful to watch. It was rock so, fights over and over again. Exactly. So I'm like, I liked our processing this one, and we just lost on a bad shot. Um, I just think um, I'm excited to see what we do with the Grizzlies, and I agree with you with um, like Javale. I think Stephen Adams would be a better matchup for him. Yeah, Powell and Stephen Adams wouldn't be good, and Powell didn't even play at all, so they're not even looking to play Powell. Um, so they only playing nine people. Exactly. Yeah, that is. I, I, I think if you dig into around the league, I don't think any other team played a rotation that short. They played a lot. Like every other team went ten, eleven deep at least. For yeah, a Dorian bit. played a lot of minutes. Who said yeah. um Dorian played forty minutes? Yeah, I was like, damn, that's a lot, and that shows. Yes, we wanted to win the game. Um, you know, it's not like we were saying that's a, you know, we didn't want to win, and I know we had the injury, so like. I, I don't know if Frank's going to be in the rotation, but I expect him to play at least spot minutes. You know, mm-hmm. um, Bertans will play spot minutes. So, like, we'll play 10 guys um definitely when we get healthier. But, yeah, nine people. we It's a game we wanted to win. But, like you said, kid was, you know, trying a lot with the rotations. And I'm not killing him for it. It's game one. You know, I saw people, like, someone was in my mentions, like, this is such a bad loss. I'm like, it's game one. Like, yeah. Giving up a lead and losing on a shot by a bum is is not good objectively, but like he's really crying about it being such a bad loss and kid is doing this that it's fine, bro. It's it's game one, um. And I like that Wood was first of all Wood had a great game like besides some defensive lapses, um, which is fine. Great game, um, you know free throws though was just horrible. Oh yeah. yeah. Historically, he's a bad free throw shooter, so it's like he ain't that bad. Thirty percent, that yeah. you know, that was crazy, and we lost the game off free throws too. Right. Like just him, Spencer, um, Spencer missed. I knew Loki. I knew we were gonna lose the game when Spencer missed those two free throws. I was like, yep. I was like, it's not meant to be. <laughs> like that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, it's not meant to be. Like we're not about to win this game with Spence, Spencer missing. Granted, Spencer's good for missing two. Because when he came here, too, he was a poor free throw shooter. Remember in his first couple games, he was just horrible at the line? Yeah. Um, Couldn't make anything. So I should have known. Um, But then they saw things I liked, saw things didn't like, obviously. But it's nothing crazy, nothing egregious. I, I mean, I did say I wanted a close game. So it was, like, fun to see the fourth quarter back and forth, even though albeit it was very stressful. Mm. Um. But it was still fun to, you know, watch the basketball. And that's why I'm not tripping. I'm trying to really take an approach like I'll overreact to certain games. Yes, but I'm really trying to take an approach where I'm just chill, you know, after and I'm looking at the bigger picture because, yeah, after that game, I wasn't I wasn't so like upset because I saw things that I liked. Um, If it's a game where there's nothing to take away from, those are the games I hate the most. Um, but th- this wasn't that. So um, I'm excited to see what we do about the Grizzlies on Saturday. I know they're missing some guys. I don't know if Dylan Brooks is still there to play. I know he didn't play in the um, in the opener. You know, obviously, Jane Jackson's not going to play. And it's a back-to-back third game, like, in yeah. four, third game in four nights. Four nights. So Amex, we should win this. We actually should win this. We can't yeah. start 0-2. Um, even though it's not big deal, but owing to especially after talking about how they don't want to start, that'd be a bad look. So, aim is to be one, one, um, one and one, 
Luca historically plays well against Ja. It's a home game, home opener, so I'm expecting Luca to have another big game, especially after he missed the game winning shot and just looked poor in the second half. Um, losing a big lead, I hope they come out with like fire, anger, and we we should beat the Grizzlies. Like you get Steven Adam off um under control. I know Ja, he's he's getting better and better and better, but I think we have the defenders to slow him down. Um, theoretically, I mean. Hell, the the lie to myself material came from for Christian Wood came from what he did to Jada that one game. Yeah, so um, listen, I'm intrigued to see what we do on Saturday to see some adjustments that are made in terms of Kidd and his rotations and all that. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited that basketball is back, and that's just you know my ass basketball. It was fun to watch, you know, at least when we were going. It was really the first half. I was having so I was talking shit. I was listen. I was in a rare form. Um, I think we all were. Yeah, we were wilding, and they let us down. But don't worry, I feel like they're going to allow us to bounce back, um, especially against a division rival, and that's all I can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, that was when we was busting their ass. That was like one of the best Twitter moments I can remember in the moment. Should I had a tweet like, "What y'all wearing to the parade?" I was wilding because I'm not a. That's always like a jinx. I purposely don't say stuff like that about my own team because it's usually a jinx, and it was. Oh, it was, but it was in it, low key. I was shitting on the Knicks, and they end up coming back and forcing overtime. Let me chill out. Let me chill out with the with the tweets while the game is still going on. But, um, yeah, man, it still was enjoyable. I still had fun now that we've had a couple of days to sit with it. I think there's more to be excited about. Because, like, dog, if the if the Phoenix Suns really busted wide open for us like that after what happened game seven, that's some of the most shameless shit in basketball history, in my opinion. And they, they, wouldn't, they couldn't just fold like that. They couldn't. They couldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's why I expected the run in the third. I was like, there's no way they're not coming out with some sort of pride. Like, there was just no way that was going to happen. Yeah, and I just, I, I'm not really, really sure it's not processed it. Um, I do think Christian Wood is going to play more, which is going to make everybody happy. But, you know, I've been, I think we've disagreed on this. But I do think Christian Wood should start because I think any minutes with him and Luca are a waste of time. But, one thing I do know now, and I, this could be overreaction, but against real teams, <laughs> and man, they got to be Wood, Luke, and three defenders. Tim and Spencer can't play with them against real teams. Like, exactly. I, I, you see how many points we gave up? Yeah, yeah. That is what kid is afraid of. That's yeah, what I'm telling yeah, people. That's yeah. what kid's afraid of. And to the point, in my whole thing with this summer, you know, I was happy we got Christian Wood, but after Jalen left, and it's like, wait a minute, we're counting on Christian Wood. It made me uneasy. It made me uncomfortable putting the team in that position. But once I realized the roster was going to be the roster, I'm like, that Christian Wood-Luca combo is so important. It's just so devastating. And I know Christian Wood doesn't have any accolades. You're, I think you said that. I mean, you're right about that. But that's so devastating that you reverse engineer everybody else's job around keeping that together. Because that's enough of an offensive engine. To, I don't, like, what do you really do? 
if you got shooters in the on the weak side and shooter another shooter on the corner with that pick, like I don't know what you do. I can't. I don't know what you do, right? And I think like even if and I know what I'm saying, putting those two on the court with three defenders, one of the defenders ain't gonna be able to shoot. We only, I mean, because I are you comfortable with Maxi shooting in the regular season? Because I don't, I'm not. Um, I don't know. He he's just gonna be shaky. I feel like I feel like some games he's. I I just hope he's at least starts hot. Um, because I feel like if he starts cold, it's gonna be hard for him to get hot. Cause you know it's it's a confidence thing with him. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping he at least starts hot. He doesn't take a ton. Like I feel like his volume has actually gone down too. Um, the last couple seasons. Um, yeah. Like he doesn't take a lot. So I I want to see them at least try to get him a bit more shots and um see him knock those down. I think. I just, I don't know. He took one, it's crazy. He played 26 minutes, which is about since we've been trying to win, since we've been making a playoffs when I'm on the roster. He's taken, actually, he's, interestingly enough, taken pretty much the exact same number of threes the last three years. It's about 4.2, 4. Two years ago, he took 4.3. Last year, he took 4.3. The year in the middle, he took 4.2. But he only took one uh, open a night, which is interesting when you average four and you only take one, but he played the same amount of minutes he does on average the last three years. So he truly, he folded, but that's what Maxie does. And, you know, we, we discussed this in a group chat about our big situation. It's still a situation. I don't think that's overreaction. I don't think that's overreaction. I because Maxi, I, I, I dude, it, I mean, I know it's one game, but he's he he did stink in the regular season shooting the ball last year. He's still a solid defensive player, but you can't keep Luke and Wood together against even semi-competent offensive teams or properly coached teams. If you got Tim, you, say you got the Bang Bros. Where you got one bang bro and Maxi, and then Tim or Spencer on the court with them dudes, the other team is going to be able to score. And that, how we figure that part out long term or short term shit against real teams, that's the, that's my one takeaway from uh, the game number one that I do not think is overreaction because them dudes are what they are. These ain't. You could, like Tim and Spencer. I thought Spencer after you know, I, I offensively, I I felt pretty confident he would be who he is. He's Spencer, knee injury or no injury, has been an up and down offensive player. But I did think when the the second year back from the knee, he's never been like a lockdown defender, but he was a better defender than he showed last year. Yeah, he 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 wasn't good on that end. Uh, open at night, so I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Spencer. I mean, he started off sucking, and then he got a little hot, yeah. and then foul trouble. And then I feel like the foul trouble too was an underrated part of what happened to us. Um, you know, when Spencer came out, the traps against Luca it started to get um a little more effective because the dudes that were catching the ball off um. 
you know, the Luca Blitz when Luca was passing it. There are dudes that I don't want doing much with the ball. Like I, Maxi was doing a little too much at times. Yeah. Um, you know, Reggie didn't really he looked a little flustered um, when he had to catch it. Um, Dorian didn't get to do much, you know, offensively. Really, um, he didn't get a lot of threes. Didn't get um, didn't really get to play. You know, a lot offensively, like defensively, he played forty minutes. You know what I mean? Right. Dorian played forty minutes. Um, and they played him well, I feel like. So I just think, um, the foul trouble with Spencer and having to play Tim, like I've said that the, um, we've both said, you know, like the sweet spot for Tim, like was 22 minutes. Like we really started to win, especially last year when Tim played 22 minutes or less, 22 minutes or less. He finally looked competent under that minute load too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he played 25, he had to play 25 and I'm sure he played that much because of, you know, the Spencer, um, foul trouble. So I think, um, you know, like I said, if, you know, certain things go better for us, we definitely won that game. Um, but we can't dwell. And I think Spencer is going to be just extremely frustrated. I think that that game, you know, game one for us, foreshadow how things are probably going to go. Spencer is going to be a frustrating player for us this season. So was Tim. We're just going to have a lot of frustrating players. So we just hope that they can, you know, a lot a good combination of them can stay hot most nights and they can just give us just enough of what we need to be honest to kind of um, mitigate things with that kind of trio yeah Whew. um yeah man i i think that trio is what's gonna work i i still think they got some room for improvement tim was still tim was broke what'd he go three for ten um yeah he was like three for ten yeah it was three bad. for ten and i i i mean i don't want to pack up Tim yet. I don't know why I rationally like that dude. I think it's because, like, he he was here when the dark days stopped being as dark, right? He, you know, he wasn't as important as Luca, but shit, man, he was putting in work for us. You know, making the playoffs for the first time, uh, make, becoming the, the fifth seed, and the, the team doesn't even get that series to seven against the Clippers two years ago if Tim didn't show up big. Like, they dead ass was like, hey, Kawhi Leonard, you have to go guard him. Uh, Paul George, you have to go guard him because he is absolutely – he's cooking. He was putting up second-star stats at the beginning of that series. He obviously cooled down, but, like, he did what he needed to do, right? And he, he, outplay, he played over his head. So I've been – my – about the, I guess there's a phrase I've been using with this team is my basketball brain and my fan heart have been in mortal combat over this team because like you know Tim Tim kind of stunk last year right we we know it and we know Tim has limitations defensively and Tim's not a young dude but I was like, okay, he's healthy. He's going to get back. And I want to root for I like rooting for Tim Hardaway Jr. I do. But, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to pack him up yet. Same thing with Maxi. I don't know if Maxi, you know, how there's 82-game players and 16-game players. Shit, between Maxi's inconsistency and, I don't know, just age. And he's he been a little injury-prone of late. 
Maxi might be more of a 16 game player than an 82 game player. And we kind of need him to be an 82 game player as this roster currently exists. So I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but it's one game. It's one game. Uh, We'll see how it goes, and we should beat the brakes off Memphis. I think who we play? We play OKC after them, or something like that. Um, no, I thought we had a tough. Do we play? Actually, I don't know. I'm talking shit. I actually, don't know. I thought we played like maybe the, the, the no. We played the Pelicans. We played the Pelicans. Yeah, we played. I was like, I know we have a stronger schedule. Yeah. Than that. Okay. Like the Pelicans, actually, actually, I'm trip. I'm tripping. We uh. Our next, we have a home game tomorrow. Our next home game is against OKC a week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But our next two games in the, in that week are the Pelicans and uh, shit the Nets. So we gonna, mm-hmm. oh boy, we gonna find out real fast. Well, next Friday's pod is gonna be overreaction theater central because if we go three and zero, I'm gonna be asking us, we'll asking everybody what they went to the parade again. But if we get blown out by the Pelicans and lose to the shit, man, we go on three too. Let's let's be honest. Like all possibilities are on the table. I don't know about that Memphis one though. I think tomorrow night is it. it tomorrow has such a scheduled lost scheduled loss for Memphis written all over it. Like anybody they got, the, but they got a deep team, so who knows? So we'll see. We'll see. Um, how do you think we're going to actually do next week? I just laid it out. So we got Memphis. We got the Pelicans on Tuesday. Uh, we got the uh, we got the Nets on that Thursday. And both of them are on the road. Obviously, the Memphis game is here. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, first of all, the Memphis game, I'm expecting a win. Yeah. Pelicans game, that that's like up in the air because, I, I mean, Luca historically plays well at the smoothie king center mm-hmm. so you can expect a big performance from him but i is our defense going to you know be able to kind of hold over the pelicans um that's, that's like, another javel game mm-hmm, where we mm-hmm, need with, with jonas mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah i mean it, this is a lot it's going to be hard to predict mavs game this year just like it was hard to predict the you know the mavs and how their season will go at the beginning of the season i think it's going to be hard to predict mavs games i could see like oh i could see us going three and oh easy i could also see us going one and two um oh and three would be a little that would be surprising i'm not gonna lie that would 100 percent be surprising us starting winless that would be 100 percent surprising oh, um but other than that anything else is like unsurprising so yeah i don't know i'm 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 hoping, obviously, for a three and zero, and I think we could do it, especially since you know the Nets they look vulnerable. Um, you know Ben Simmons, it's gonna be rough for him, bro. Like having him guard bigs, he gonna foul out all the time. Yeah, they gotta figure that out. Um, so I think they're a little vulnerable in spots, especially if you know Joe Harris he comes back, he doesn't really look all that. Um, I don't know if Seth's still out. You know, so they're vulnerable. Um, but the Pelicans, I'm really looking out for that matchup. That's gonna be a tough matchup. Yeah, I, I'm because I'm just doing the matchups in my brain. It's like, damn, Christian, look on guard Zion. How's that gonna work? Yeah, and I'm like, guard? Dorian on Zion, not gonna work. You need a big guy for Zion, like a maxi. You need, yeah, maxi. so then you're gonna roll. So you got Christian Wood guarding Jonas, exactly. What, how, oh my god, that's just a horrible matchup for all parties involved mm-hmm. for, for our front court because there's no way 
there's no way to, for us to keep an advantage on the court in the front court. We're going to be disadvantaged no matter what guy we match up because I, I think, man, I'm trying not to gas up Christian Wood too much, but duh, he was cooking DeAndre Aiden. So I don't know if I want to call him like matchup proof as an offensive player yet. Right. I don't want to say that, but I don't think his advantage offensively is going to be as strong as whoever he's asked to guard. Like I think either if he is asked to guard Zion or Jonas for the majority of the, his game, his minutes, I think they'll be able to outscore him. <laughs> either one of them. Uh, I just, as good as he is, I think them. I think they'll outscore him. And that, if that's a thing, we might be in trouble. We might be in trouble. But we got Luca. Who knows? Um, I don't think Dorian Finney-Smith is going to like the Suns. Kind of sat in his lap, which was smart. Which is very smart. I don't think that's going to be a thing. And I don't know why Maxi was so afraid to shoot. He he had the shots was there. He just was not. He was doing too much with the ball. He was wilding. Uh, JaVale, what the, what, what was that? Like he, he was doing that in the preseason too. He would do the fake dribble handoff and just put the ball down with a strong right hand drive and go to the basket. Like what, like who told him that's a thing? Like, I I feel like I haven't even seen him. I've seen him do that in a Maverick jersey, maybe, I don't know, six times. It worked once, maybe twice. Like, brother, you 34. You about to be 35 in like a couple months. Shit. Like eight weeks. Take that dip off your chip, my boy. That, that, ain't, that ain't it. Exactly. That's another thing about it in the sense that, um, listen, just JaVale, that's one difference between like JaVale and Powell. Or Powell's not doing that shit. For, or yeah. if we talk about Powell, Powell's yeah. not doing anything that he knows he can't do. Like, yes, he'll take an occasional three, but Powell can hit an open three. Like, Powell's not, it's not like he's taking setback threes, um, contested threes. Like, he's taking spot-up, wide-ass open threes. That's fine. Um, But other than that, Powell's not doing what he, he knows he can't do. It's not that JaVale can't do it, because like you said, you, you've seen it work, like, maybe once. But he shouldn't be doing that. And I guess I know he's trying to add, like, another wrinkle to the offense instead of just, you know, you know, faking a dribble handoff, you know, to go to the basket. I only want to see Christian Wood doing it. Out of all my bigs, I would only like to see Christian Wood faking a dribble handoff and going to the basket. Maxi shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> JaVale shouldn't be doing it. And Dwight Powell shouldn't be doing it. So I hope they rein him in a bit. Um, and yeah, and I mean, you can even tell him and Luca, they don't even have crazy chemistry in the pick and roll because I remember a possession where, um, you know, JaVale said screen and Luca was trying to roll and they like, JaVale literally bumped into Luca. <laughs> like he bumped into Luca while Luca was trying to drive and Javel was trying to roll. So not like they have crazy chemistry yet. And I'm assuming that will, you know, build over time. But I think people really, really underestimate the chemistry that Luca and Powell have. People think that Luca would just play and have chemistry with anybody. Like it still takes time to develop. And even Luca and Powell weren't perfect the first time they played together. They've developed that chemistry. So, you know, Javel and Luca, I guess you've got to give it time too to develop. Yeah, absolutely. I I you're right with that. You're right. And I don't, this is so weird because 
I don't feel like me or you have ever been Dwight Powell apologists or Dwight Powell is actually good at basketball. But dog, the way people talk about him is if he's a useless basketball player. It just rubs me the wrong way because it's like, come on, man. I get me too. That's what I had the problem with. Like acting like he provides nothing is yeah. Not like he wouldn't be in the league at all if he wasn't on the Mavericks. And I, I'm gonna keep it real. His contract, some of the money, boy. I especially the first extension he got with us. I'm not gonna talk about his money. I'm not gonna pocket watch from that aspect. I do think he's been overpaid for what he has brought at times here, but. That's one conversation. A different conversation is talking about him as if he wouldn't be in the league at all. And that's just not true. He would be. He's a solid bench player, solid bench big, who we we basically asked to start for six years straight, four years straight, five years straight. I don't know. He's had to start here for us long. He's been a stretch stretch beyond his abilities. But that's not his, like, that's not his fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't his fault. He's, one thing you can say, he's giving it his all. And he don't even do stupid stuff, per se. Like, he know what he can do. He know what he can't do. That's hell for NBA. We like, we see JaVale McGee trying to do whatever the hell he trying to do. Uh, Willie Colley-Stein, I guess, thought, he, still think he got a dribble package in a, in a three ball. Our owner was gassing up for a little bit, and it's like knowing who you are and what you are and what you ain't is a talent in and of itself. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say it: there should be some matchups that Dwight Powell starts. Full stop. He should start over Javale McGee some nights. Uh, the team would be better served if that happened. And people are so excited that he ain't playing. It's like you want the team to be worse because there's some teams that he's just going to be better than JaVale. And I don't even know if JaVale at this phase of his career is definitively a better player than Dwight Powell, but that ain't my job. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not in the mood to argue about that because the truth of the matter is we're arguing JaVale McGee over Dwight Powell for a team that's trying to win. And that's a problem in and of itself. Exactly. I mean, we just need a good big end. Like, I was looking at Zubac, like, last yeah. night, how impactful he was. And one of my mutuals was like, this is a real center stat line. His stat line was like, it was like 14 points, 17 rebounds, five blocks. Like, we need a center like that. Like, people are thinking, that's why when people are thinking of, like, the Christian Woods of the world, like, he's great, but he's not the perfect, like, he's not perfect because of the defense aspect. We, like, t- to me, a center, we just need one of them low-maintenance centers that's not going to get paid a shit ton because, you know, Zubach, he's on his extension, but he get paid a shit ton. So a center that's not going to get paid a shit ton and does all the dirty work, screening, I'm talking about hard screens, um, rebounding, you know, provides some, you know, paint interior, um, you know, presence um, on the offense and defensive end. That's what we really need in a center. And, you know, they... A lot of times those centers aren't apparent too on the first like their first couple years like Zubach like his first couple years no one was checking for him I think he was like what second round pick you know, mm-hmm. no one's checking no one's checking for him um so yeah he, he was given away straighted by the like I don't know people call that bad in the moment though people call that bad right yeah. away I mean, so yeah, I can't say that he was a young guy but um 
Uh, but you know, even you know, Warriors or Cavalry, late. I think he was what late first round. But you know, people always thought he sucked up until like <laughs> the last couple seasons. So we're gonna need one of those centers. I'm. We might need to build it through taking a flyer one on one of those young dudes that might project to be somebody. That's why I'm like really intrigued in Mobile, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, he's not going to be the dominant star that he was, or not, you know, like, a dominant force that he was probably projected to be. But I feel like he can end up being a good role big, like, one of those bigs that we need. Like, he can provide some floor spacing. um, And he, you know, he could still do stuff on the roll lob. I mean, I have to look back at his screen game. I don't know how his screen game is. But, you know, I feel like he's somebody that's intriguing. Like, we need to take a flyer. Like, you know, Hartenstein would have been, you know, like we yeah, said, he would have been, like, great. I didn't um, realize Hardenstein had 16 and 8. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. See, like... I have like, no idea. Yeah, we need one of those type. We need one, really, really need one of those makes, types. He makes, like, $8 million a year, bro. He's 25. Exactly. He would have been, oh, he would have been perfect. That's what I'm saying. We don't need, that's why people are thinking big with all these. He's big... 24, man. Jesus. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. That's just mm-hmm. like, there's a path to getting one of them this summer. I don't even know who it is, but we'll have that. That's I... what I'm saying. We could get somebody. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's not, it's not, um, we, we can get over somebody. So that's why I'm like, that's how we should be looking at the center position, like, truly. Yeah. <laughs> like truly. Yeah. Um I would also say I, I'm trying not to kill JaVel McGee. I'm trying not to, but it's just people swarping down he was so good. But this is also probably why giving him a three year deal is kind of problematic because like it, we all acknowledge he can only play 10, 15 minutes. He makes what five and a half million dollars a year. He got a three year deal, whereas Hardenstein makes a couple more million dollars than him. He's 24 years old, and he just played 40 minutes of productive basketball, right? And it's like there's no circumstances where we could play honestly, there's no circumstances where I think we could ask Maxi or uh JaVale McGee to play 40 minutes a night against a real team and have it work out on a consistent basis. And Maxi makes more money than Hardenstein and is older. And JaVale McGee, he makes less, but it ain't like a whole, whole lot less. So that's where I think we need to, we, we need one of them. And I will say with Hardenstein playing 40 minutes a night, um, <laughs> the other center that the Knicks kept only played like 13. We we might need to keep an eye on that. I don't know if they would deal with us. Actually, they're not going to deal with us. So I'm not even finna cap. Never mind. Forget that I said that. Moving on. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. they, tr- I, they, 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 they they it's literally in their best interest for us to be bad. And it's so, not even they're not dealing with us. We're probably not trying to deal with them either. After what yeah. went down, like that's not a relationship. I think they're going to that's going to be touched. Yeah, again. It, at all. And yeah, they like dead ass. Even if they took a lesser offer for Buddy to go to another team, if we were interested in him, just let's say they get the I don't know nineteenth pick instead of the twenty third pick, it's worth it to take that lesser offer from to make us a little worse, if that makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, man. I can't think of anything else I want to touch on this week. We actually got, it's funny, we actually have basketball to talk about, and I've run out of stuff to, to say. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, opening week. I mean, it's just opening week, you know, yeah. once we get into real nitty-gritty, like, you know, certain situations haven't even been touched yet. Like, Jay Crowder, he's literally still at home. So, oh, yeah. we gotta see what, you know, and I'm sure that's probably gonna get resolved a little soon, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll have a lot more to um, dig into as the season kind of rolls on. Yeah. Yeah. We um we will keep it short and sweet this episode. Um, I guess we can talk about this online, but I want to see if you want to do something midweek or you could squeeze in something midweek after the Pelicans game because I think that's going to be uh, – uh, Oh, decent barometer for how we can, our front court is going to be able to hold up against a decent team. I'm really, really interested to how that game goes because we might have to see them boys in the playoffs. Or, hell, they in our division. You know, we in a way, they in our way. So, uh, either way it go, we can talk about it offline, but that game is going to be really, really interesting, quote-unquote, my CTV. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yep, same here. Cool. So, guys, thank y'all for listening to another episode. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we get out of here, the Hoopstresses is back. So, we got to plug them. Esther, what time is the Hoopstresses going? Yeah, so it, it's not a set time. Um, Like, this season, it's going to be every week. We're still having weekly spaces, but um, we'll kind of just announce that week what day we plan to have the spaces and next week i'm hosting one of the spaces um so tune in for that um we'll check check the timeline and for like the time and yeah when what day we plan to do it gotcha and that's uh just at hoopstresses that's the uh app on the on the twitter machine yep <laughs> cool sweet well guys uh, lock in, follow the hoopsters. Um, obviously, follow us, Dwight at five one seven two two one four, and she is the brains of the operation at SJ Basketball Eight. We thank y'all for listening. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>